Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. You see, God is not a, he's not a man. God is the creator. You see, God became a man, and he humbled himself to, to do that, and he added humanity to deity, but that, that's an aside. But God's an eternal spirit. And when Satan came in, there's no alarm. And again, we read our own response into these scriptures, and we get mad at God because he didn't react the way we would act, react. But, but again, God is, is God, and he is creator, and Satan is creature. Rudeness is a weak man's imitation of strength. That will sink in. So if you're always rude and nasty, it's really because you're scared and weak. Let me tell you something about me. I'm not the worst when I'm disappointed or mad. I'm the worst when I'm afraid. When I feel afraid, I start feeling aggressive. I start wanting to say some things out of character. Can anybody? Because everybody in here is so holy, I don't know if I'm talking to the right room. But God was not at all threatened. And the Lord said to Satan, hey, Stinky, where you been? He said, from where do you come? You see, immediately we see who was in control. God was what was the interrogator, not the interrogated. He's asking the questions. So Satan answered the Lord, and he had better answer. And he said, well, Lord, uh, I haven't really found the type of resting place I'm looking for. The devil's not as happy as you think. From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Remember, this is what happened to Cain. And and this was a, he called himself a wanderer. So uh, the devil, again, you're talking about, I'm going to hell because there's going to be a party down there. They are the most miserable bunch. Uh, But I'm off uh, the subject here. Well, he said, I've been walking back and forth on, on, on the earth. You see, even the devil has to give an account to God. So I don't understand why people act like they won't. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you? I don't even know when God asks a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. Okay, good. Then we're on the same page. He said, have you considered my servant Job? A more literal reading of this scripture is, haven't you set your heart on my servant Job? So the picture here is that Satan was like a three-legged cat trying to catch a mouse. And evil always wants most what it cannot have. Satan wants you more than the day is long. And the reason he fights for you so much and wants you so bad is because he can't have you. Because God has marked you. He's put his name on you. And here's the deal. As much as he might want you, if God has marked you, he will keep you. The devil is a devil, but God is God. Don't confuse the two. Never confuse the two. Never. He said, have you considered Job? There's none like him in all the earth, 
a blameless and upright man. You see God's chest kind of filling up and poking out. One who fears God and, and shuns evil. God just exposed Satan's impotence. As hard as he tried, he wasn't able to break through in Job's life. So God might as well have smacked Satan in the face when he said this. So Satan's this is the Lord and it's all defensive. Does Job fear God for nothing? You see, Satan is the ultimate cynic. He couldn't find fault with Job's actions, so he questioned his motives. And we got to be careful about adopting the spirit of Satan. We question everybody's motives. We're so cynical and darkened. You know, judgmentalism is the the disapproval of people not for having faults, but for having faults that aren't like mine. You see, people that have problems like me, I can sympathize. You know, I get that. But as soon as your problem's a little bit different than mine, all of a sudden I'm better than you. I'm looking down my nose at you. And we need to be careful about that because there go I save for the grace of God. My problem may not be your problem. Your problem may not be my problem. But we're all in need of a, a savior and a redeemer and someone to love us through it. It doesn't mean that I don't call wrong wrong. It just means that I leave judgment to God. It also means that though I might be rough with myself, I need to be kind with you. Because the only person I can control in my life is me. But what happens is we're twice as hard as people on the outside than often we are on ourselves. And then God continues. I'm sorry. Sorry. Satan continues. Have you not made a hedge around Job? And this is what God does to his people. It's like, God, you, you protected him like your own child. And then he starts accusing. The only reason Job's witch is not because he loves you, implying God's not lovable, because of what you give him. And sometimes God lets you prove to the universe that the devil is a liar. You put a hedge around him. This, this is the devil's observation. And around his family. So God not only cares about individuals, He also cares about our families. This is the book. And then he said, also around all that he has on every side. You see, Satan knew this again because he's been trying to get to Job all along. But he's making very, very little progress. He kept hitting the wall, kept hitting the wall, kept hitting the wall. Then he said, and you could see the venom coming out of Lucifer's mouth. He hates the blessing. You have blessed. You see, the most important thing in my life is not my gifting. It's God's blessing. See, you know, that's why we're so envious and jealous of each other, because we think if I had that gift, if I had that, I'd be happy. No, if you had the blessing, you'd be happy. Your gifts for one thing, his gifts for one thing, her gifts for one thing, my gifts for one thing. And we, as we stand our laying all of our gifts together, our great contribution to planet Earth. But you got to do you, I got to do me. And as we do that and don't compete with each other, we can all 
be happy. He said, you've blessed the work of his hands. Now you have a Bible scripture that reveals to you that God doesn't just want to bless you on church, but he also wants to bless you at work. He blessed him also on the job. He blessed the work of his hand. That's his work. And his possessions. So God wants to be in a position to bless you where the blessing doesn't take you away from him. And possessions are not evil. Get that out of here. That's why the devil tells that to the church. Because if the church is poor and broke, we can't advance the kingdom. So he tells that lie. get preachers to tell that lie. And, and, and that's why it's like, how come they got all this stuff? And, and we living in broken down buildings and our pew is broken and, 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 and their cars won't start. And, and they get jealous of the I'm going back to the world. That's what the devil wants. So we need to be wise about these things and use resources to be a blessing to God's kingdom. So you blessed his work of his hands, but God also wants to bless our possessions. And he increased in the land. God wants the righteous to once again have influence in the land. But here's the deal. You cannot experience blessing on one hand without accepting the accountability on the other hand. Real gold is not frightened by fire. So if you're real, you don't have to be afraid of what the future holds. It's important. Diamonds are forged under pressure. And gold is refined by fire. Meaning, heat the gold up, it just becomes more valuable. I once told you a story about an apprentice. He worked for a goldsmith. And he had been following the apprentice, working with the apprentice, and he was watching the process, but he didn't get something. The, uh, the, the goldsmith would heat the gold up, and it began to boil. And then he'd wipe the dross off, which was the impurities that came to the surface. And he'd do it over and over and over again, and the apprentice finally asked him, well, when do you know when you've done this enough? And the goldsmith looked at the apprentice and said, when I see my reflection in the gold, God says, you're ready to come out of the fire when he finally sees his reflection in his gold. Watch the devil. He's, he's a tricky devil. He's tricky. He's slick, too. So he's speaking to God. He said, but now, because he, he thought he made God mad at him. Stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. He wanted God to hurt Job, but God's about to refuse. Watch, you got to read the Bible for what it says, not what you think it says. And the Lord said to Satan, by the way, am I in the book? All right. Let's dig in together. God was like, who's mine is mine. And devil, your shenanigans do not intimidate me in the least. He said, behold, all that he has 
is in your power. I'm not going to touch it. But devil, I'm going to let you do you. But here's what we need to know, because we read that and get upset. Why did God say that? This, this is what you got to understand. If you're in a test, it's only because you must have what it takes to get through that test for God to lead you in it. The Bible said Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Why would the Holy Spirit do that? Because Jesus had on the inside what it took to deal with the devil. So whatever crisis you're in, you must have what it takes to get to the other side of it or God wouldn't brought you to it. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And then we get to the place where my cup runneth over. But we got to walk through it. A lot of us start feeling sorry for Job. Job, that ain't fair what God just did to you. Here you are, a good man, upright man, love your family, behaving and praying, offering all these sacrifices. And, and what do you get, Job? God just turns his back on far, far, far from the truth. God promises us a safe landing, but not a calm passage. All who live godly in in Christ will suffer persecution. Trouble will come, but you have what it takes to get through it. God speaks. Only do not lay a hand on his person. You could take his stuff, even as his health. What we see here, as bad as it got for Job, Satan was still on a leash. Here's the point. The devil can only go so far. God will not allow us to be tempted more than our ability to, to bear up under the temptation. The devil in your life can only go so far. So Satan went out of the presence of the Lord. You see, most people want to serve God, but only in an advisory position. God, only as long as I could tell you what I want, you do it. Only as long as I can influence your counsel. Job will lose his family, his health, his wealth, his closest friends, everybody would turn. But this book is about a man who decided to stay the course. In church, if you just stayed the course, you're going to have the same end as Job. Let's skip to Job chapter 2, verse 7. So Satan went out of the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful, painful boils. But notice here. The devil did this, not God. See, we're saying, well, God made me sick. That's not what the book says. By his stripes, Jesus died that we might be well. It's the devil. It's the curse. It's, it's the sin. It's this broken world that's trying to kill us before our time. He struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Every outward part of his body was covered in pus and pain. And now Job took for himself a pot shirt. A broken man 
relieving himself with broken pieces of pottery. That's what a pot shirt is. He could not really have gotten any lower until this next verse. Well, he began to scrape himself with is this posture while he sat in the midst of the ash. So, so he's dazed. And when you get hit this hard, you're dazed. He's in the ashes of mourning and his emotions are going all over the place and his body hurts and uh, he's not proud of himself at the moment of what he's thinking, what he's feeling. And then he's already, if he's not low enough, then his wife. I got to be careful what I say here. He said, I'm in the book. (laughs) (laughs) But then his wife, the last straw, said to him, she finally loses her mind. And she starts acting like the devil. Anybody in this room ever have a spouse? I know, you know, we never, never, not our house, but anybody in here ever have a spouse? Yeah. yeah. Ever start acting like the devil? And she said, the devil's just looking for a mouth to speak through, that's all. A lot of times if we're hurting bad enough, he can use our mouths. He said, she said, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God. And die. His wife finally absolutely loses it. And there'll be seasons in our lives that even those closest to us don't quite understand. And there are parts of our journey that we can only walk alone. Nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to understand. You're not even going to get a, a whole lot of right advice outside this book we're reading. But let's skip to the end. Job 42 and verse 10. Now, Remember, Job did not have the privilege of reading the end of his story. And that's what faith is. Faith is what holds you until you get to the end. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. When you look back, you know, you, you could see it clearly. But when you're in the middle of it, maybe at the beginning of it, it makes no sense. As a matter of fact, I've learned in my life, when I start to understand it, I'm probably on my way out of it. But the test is when I'm hurting and it looks like God's turned his back on me and the devil's gone crazy and all hell is breaking loose in my life. And I'm like, God, where are you? And that's where the, my measure is taken. It's like, will you trust me in the middle of that, son? Do you believe that I'm a good God? Do you believe that I'm a faithful God? Do you believe that I can get you through it? That's where faith is. It's so important and it's so needed in our lives. But we finally get to the end. We skip a lot of stuff. We see God's intention all the time. Again, we just look at this book from Job's perspective. How could you do that to me? Or, you know, I'm like Job. You know, that's not fair, God. But when we get to the end, we we see it differently. And the Lord restored Job's losses. Meaning God knew the end from the beginning. God knew that Job had what it took to get through everything the devil would throw at him. And the Lord restored all of Job's losses. When did that happen? This this is so important. When he prayed for his friends. We have all been misunderstood, mistreated, misjudged. 
But Job had to learn that forgiveness is to set a prisoner free. Then learning that that real prisoner was me. Forgiveness is learning. I am not going to let you embitter me. I am not going to let what you did poison my heart. As bad as I will not allow what you did in my past to determine my future. God will not be outdone by the devil. And if we are his children, we must learn to do the same. He said, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. You see, when you read this before, you were thinking about Job's trouble. God, how could you let this man go through all that trouble? But God's perspective was, I'm not looking at the trouble. I'm looking at the double. What you're going through or what you've been through. You say, oh, God, all that trouble. God said, oh, look at me and praise me for the double. Just get through it. I am a rewarder and I am faithful. Satan cannot take more than God can give. He can't hurt more than God or deeper than God could, could, could heal. He can't steal more than God can restore. In fact, God, the devil can't upset you more than God can make you happy. But, but here's the deal. We have more faith in the permanence of what the devil did than the power of what God can do. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.